greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, without much waste of time, let us just go to our Bibles. I think we'll, talk, we'll start in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. Deuteronomy 29, 29, chapter 29, verse 29. It reads in this manner, it found, it says, the secret things belong unto the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever that we made you all the words of the, this law. Amen. Let us just go to Amos 3 verse 7. Amos 3. If you found it, you can say amen. It says, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. Amen. So it says, The secret things belong unto the Lord, but those which are revealed belong unto us. And it says, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. So the prophets are there to make the things of God to become the things of men uh, by revelation as we close our eyes. Most gracious Heavenly Father, this morning we approach your throne of mercy. And Lord, we have just read a portion of the scripture. Granted, Heavenly Father, that we should have the hidden revelation that is there in the scriptures, Heavenly Father. And I think the reason we have come here is not to know the pastor better, it's not to know anybody better, but it's to know you better, dear God. That is the purpose of our being here this morning. If there are any one of us here that is sick and afflicted, may your healing power touch their bodies. If there are some that are weary because the battle has taken the toll on them, re-strengthen them, Heavenly Father, because we are right at the final hour. Anytime it will be a home-going time as we commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. While you take your seats. Amen. Now, just for a few minutes, I want us to speak about the purpose of Malachi 4. Hallelujah. The purpose of Malachi 4. How many thank God that God sent Malachi 4? Hallelujah. Uh, where would we be had he not sent uh, Malachi 4? Now, the reason I want to speak about 
the purpose of him coming or him being sent in the end time is because a lot of times you find that things happen along the journey and you get a sense that people have somewhat forgotten as to why did God send Malachi 4 in the end time. Hallelujah. And, but we'll read in the scriptures and find out as to why was he sent and why, what was the purpose why he was sent so that we can really just check how far are we in the journey and the things that we come across in the journey, how should we navigate around them? Hallelujah. Now, if you can just turn with me to Romans chapter 10, verse 13. It's Romans 10, verse 13, chapter 13. Or chapter 10, verse 13, 1, 3. If you found it, it reads in this manner. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Hallelujah. So the scripture says, how, how can they believe in whom they have not had? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they receive a preacher except a preacher be sent? Hallelujah. Now, I, I want to put it this way that uh, in the message today, You've got, you've got a lot of groups that are in the message. And you've got the people that, that have left the message that are now attacking the message. And you've got the people that are still in the message. Hallelujah. And certain things, they, they happen, and that is why I would want to speak about this message today. Because you, 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 you get to extremes in the message. There are people that have left or that have never been into the message that would want to accuse the message community to be a cult. Hallelujah. And when you've got the people outside accusing, you've got the people relatively inside that would turn around and some have taken it to the extremes in some places. They would even want to attempt to baptize the people in the name of Brother Brenham. And I want to say, that's wrong. Hallelujah. Brother Brenham must never be worshipped. Can I get an amen on that one? Brother Brenham must not be worshipped. He is not God. He is God's servant. Hallelujah. And, and, and the reason I want to say, because if, if people worship Brother Brenham, it tells you that they don't know why he was sent. Hallelujah. They don't know the purpose why he was sent. And if the people reject Brother Brenham, it means as well they did not get the revelation 
as to why he was sent. Are you here with me? Hallelujah. But uh, a genuine bride will understand why Brother Brenham was sent. Hallelujah. The bride is not going to make God out of Brother Brenham. The bride will put the prophet in the right context as he always wanted to be put in that context, in that prophetic office. Hallelujah. And I'm going to read what he says here in the message, Patmos Vision, page 97, uh, paragraph 97, or page 97, paragraph 144. He says, Not for one moment do I bring a message to the people that may follow me. That is the prophet saying that. Not for one moment do I bring a message to the people that they may follow me or join my church or start some fellowship and or organization. I have never done that and will never do that now. I have no interest in those things. He did not have an interest, just unquote, he did not have an interest in building an organization. He did not have an interest in starting a church. He did not have an interest in starting a new fellowship. He said, I've never done that, and I will never do that even now. Now, he says, I've no interest in those things, but I have an interest in the things of God and people. And if I can accomplish just one thing, I will be satisfied. That one thing is to see established a true spiritual relationship between God and men. Where men become new creations in Christ. Filled with his spirit, live according to his weight, I will invite and plead and warn all to hear his voice at this time and yield your lives completely to him. Even as I trust in my heart that I've given my all to him, God bless you. May his coming rejoice your heart. Hallelujah. Brother Bram says, I did not come to start an organization. I did not come to start a church. I did not come to start a new uh, 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 fellowship. But I have come so that a relationship between man and God can be established. Are you, are you here this morning? So that means if you just get into a message church and just belong to a message church, you have really not grasped the essence as to why Brother Brenham was sent in the end time. If, if you think the message is just, is just a movement with a, with a new lifestyle, as well, you have not grasped the essence of this message. Brother Brenham says, I'm beyond that. The reason I'm here is that a man and God must have a solid relationship. So that means the people that will grasp as to why Brother Brenham was sent are those people that will get to a spot where there is a relationship between themselves and God. Hallelujah. Are we, are we together? Now, he comes, he says in this message, or just before I get here, in the early stages of Brother Branham's ministry, even when he wasn't quite sure of what his calling was, when he was baptizing the 17th person at Ohio River, a pillar of fire came over on the river. And a voice spoke from the pillar of fire and said, As John the Baptist was sent to be a forerunner of Christ, 
in his first coming, your message or your ministry will be a forerunner of Christ in his second coming. Are we together? So that means when, when Christ came in his first coming, there was somebody that was on the scene to introduce Christ to the people. And I think the, the, what summed up John's ministry was this statement, Behold the Lamb of God. And if I say behold, that means I'm redirecting your attention on something else. Hallelujah. That means the attention should not be on me, but I'm simply saying behold the Lamb of God. And those that understood why John was sent, the Bible says, from that time they followed Jesus. And in the end time it will happen exactly in the same manner. The people came to hear Brother Brennan preach. I mean, I was looking at the pictures. Just in Devon, it was run about 45,000 people came. Thousands and thousands of people came. Until such time, some people began to idolize Brother Brennan. And Brother Brennan said, when he crowns my ministry, he will allow me to stand on that day and say, behold, the Lamb of God. Why does it mean like, that means Brother Brenham is not our focus. Brother Brenham drew us in order to introduce us to somebody. Are we together? He says in this message, false anointed once at the end time, he says, the greatest of all the revelations is the deity. The supreme deity of Jesus Christ. That, that means that is, the, that is the, the climax of a revelation. You can have a revelation on, on how you dress. It's part of the conduct. You can have a revelation on how to conduct your family. It's part of the revelation. But the ultimate and the greatest of all the revelation is the deity of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He says you cannot get to face base until you believe that. That's what Peter said, repent and then see the deity. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sin. Then you are ready to go into the spirit. The first thing you have to know is the deity of Christ. I'm the Alpha and Omega. I'm from the A to Z. There is no more but me. I was, the be- all, I was at the beginning and I will be at the end. So that means... If you come across various revelations, you must know that the the ultimate revelation is to know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Not only as a personal savior, but you've got to know that he was more than a man. Hallelujah. And Brother Brenham, his ministry, the reason he came in the end time, it was to re-demonstrate to this generation that Jesus Christ is not dead, but he's alive. Hallelujah. And that is why... When you listen to the message to the tapes, and when you read the spoken word and read your Bible, the ultimate goal is not to know Brother Brennan better. The ultimate goal must be to know Christ better. And I can say, if you know Brother Brennan better without knowing Christ, you are not going to go to heaven. Are you here, message believers? Hallelujah. But here's something that I need to put here. In the time of John, you would have never known that Jesus was on the scene unless John introduced him. In the end time, you would never know that Christ is on the scene until the brother Branham introduced him. But how, how do you follow a man without worshipping him, but worshipping the one that sent him? 
Are we together? Let's read another one here. He says in this message, false anointed ones at the end time, paragraph 269, it says now, I want you to know this for sure. You that listen to this tape, you might have thought that I was trying to say something about myself. Being that I was packing this message, I have no more to do with any, than anything, no more than just being a voice. And my voice even goes against my better judgment. What does it mean? It means God in our time, he borrowed the voice of Brother Brenham. Hallelujah. And whatever was spoken through that voice, it was not the message of William Brenham, but it was the message of Christ in our time. And, and why did God have to send Brother Brenham? It's because in the end time, things were chaotic. We were feeding on denominational dogmas and creeds. Hallelujah. We, we just went through the motion without the relationship with Christ. We had a relationship with the church. Hallelujah. But a relationship with the church is not going to lead you to heaven. Only a relationship with Christ will lead you to heaven. So there had to be somebody that was supposed to come onto the scene and make Christ to unveil himself unto the people. And that is why today we may quote Brother Brenham, but we are not quoting or preaching Brother Brenham. We are preaching Christ that he preached. Because his greatest desire was for the people to believe in Christ. Are we together? Yes. He says, But it's, it's the will of my Father that I declare to you and determine to do. I wasn't the one that appeared down on the river when he was baptizing the 17th person. It wasn't Brother Brenham that appeared. It was Christ who appeared. Hallelujah. And today, we are not following Brother Brenham, but we are following the one that appeared at the river. That's why when God took Brother Brenham off the scene, we don't quit worshiping. The one that sent him is still on the scene. Hallelujah. The one that we, we are meant to worship, he's still here. That's why when he took Moses, the angel was still on the scene. Hallelujah. And when Joshua continued, he knew that the one that was with Moses was now with him. And in the end time, the one that was with Brother Branham is still with the bride. Hallelujah. And that is why this ministry has got the visible part and the invisible part. Brother Brennan became the visible part of the ministry, but there is an invisible part. And when God removed the visible part, it does not mean the invisible part is no longer there. God is still on the scene. And if you are sick this, evening, this morning, you've got to believe that the one that came in the, every meeting is still here. Brother Brennan, before he prayed for the sick, he would say, an angel is not two feet away from me. And I want to believe that same angel is everywhere where the bride gathers. And that angel is the angel of the Lord. Which, that angel is the one that came down in Revelation chapter 10 verse 1. He's the one that we are worshipping. Are we together? He says, I, I, I wasn't the one that appeared down on the river. I was only standing there when he appeared. I'm not the one that performs these things and foretells things, these things that happen as perfect as they are. 
I'm the only one that's near when he does it. Hallelujah. Brother Brenham was an attraction that attracted to the people, not to himself, but to the one that was next to him. Are we together? And it says, I was only a voice that he used to say it. It wasn't what I knew. It's what I surrendered myself to. It is not what I knew. Brother Brenham, when he was born, he was born in a Catholic family that were not believers. He, he often say, with respect, I was born in a, in a drinking family. Brother Brenham did not have a solid denominational background. That's why in the later years he says, I'm glad God got hold of me before the church got hold of me. And when he says, it's not what I knew, that means it's not based on my experience. It's not based on my references. But it is what I surrendered myself to. And this morning, message believers must come to a spot where it is not about what you know. It is not about what you reference. It's about what you surrender yourself to. Because God is looking for people that will surrender themselves to himself. Are we together? He says, it wasn't what I knew. It's what I surrendered myself to that he spoke through. It's not me. It wasn't the seventh angel. Oh, no, because he was the seventh angel. He says, it was not the seventh angel. It was the manifestation of the son of man. Hallelujah. It wasn't the angel. It was his message. It was the mystery that God unfolded. It's not man. It's God. The angel was not the son of man. He was a messenger from the son of man. I don't know whether we're together. Brother Brenham was a son of man. A son of man means a prophet. But the son of man means God prophet. John the Baptist was a son of man, introducing the son of man who was God prophet, who was Christ. Hallelujah. And the beauty about it is that when John introduced him, he introduced him as somebody that was walking there. But in the end time, the son of man embodied himself in a son of man and introduced himself in a son of man. But here's something beautiful. Still, when he, a son of man, the son of man, is in the son of man, you need not to worship a son of man. You must worship the son of man. Why does it mean? It means you must look beyond the flesh of William Brenham and, and get in contact and have a personal relationship with the one that was in, the, in Brother Brenham. Are we together? And it says, the son of man is Christ. He is the one that you are feeding on. You are not feeding on a man. A man, his ways will fade. Brother Brenham's ways will fade. But God's ways, through Brother Brenham, shall never fade. But you are feeding on the unfailing body weight of the son of man. That is what this message is. Are we still together? Yes. 
Now, when Brother Brennan came onto the scene, you know, today you've got people that are chances. When was Google started? Is it 98? Come on, you tech people. When did Google come onto the scene? It was 1998 because they were in a garage, I think, in 1998 somewhere. And now, today people want to make Google God. But Google started in 1998. But, but let's check with the people that were there before there was Google. The people that were in those meetings and witnessed what happened in those meetings. One of them that was invited to come when Brother Brennan passed off the scene was a renowned evangelist called Tommy Osborne. And he was the one that came to preach at Brother Brennan's memorial service. And I want to extract some of the statements that he made from that memorial uh, sermon. He said, I say this not to exalt any human but only to emphasize that our deep appreciation for our brother stemmed from the fact that his ministry seemed to bring our lover Lord closer to us. Not to bring Brother Brenham closer to us, but to bring Christ closer to us. I hope we are together. He says, and the better acquaint us, acquaint us with his living works, his personality, and his deity than anything had before. Now, do you expect that to stay with you forever? That was him asking. How long must we have this? Brother Billy Paul, you are grieved tonight because you are daddy, but he was, but he was a prophet. Sent to a generation... And you know this. How long can we have this? Didn't we see enough? Haven't we seen enough? Haven't we seen enough? What will we do about it? The sign has come. You are not going to have, a, 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 have it repeated. Many will claim it. Many will seek it. Many will hang on the shingle. But it will not be repeated. This is the generation that is ordained of God to bring the king back. We have had our rehearsal. This is a renowned uh, evangelist speaking. We have had a refresher course. We have walked where God has walked. We have tread our pathways. God has tread our pathways, our cities, our streets in the form of another one. I don't know whether we're together. Yeah. It is true that he also walks with us. But I'm saying this extraordinarily, in an extraordinary way. Brother Brenham was surrounded by supernatural signs to point us afresh to this. This is what it points to. This induced forever. Oh God, grant that my fellow Christian here will hear what you he will have to say to them. Surely if God would have us to close this with any other thought, it would be to thank God for the prophet, the man of God, the sign from heaven that has come to give us life in the evening time of this generation. Thank God for the supernatural signs and wonders, the real demonstration in our generation of Jesus Christ. We can, we can come to reference God's presence as we take his weight 
weight to our hearts. Walk with it, talk with it, commune with it, for it is God with us, God in us. I can't say what I feel, but my plea to this congregation and to those whom will talk of this service is that you will run with this message. Hallelujah. You will run with this message. William Brenham came our way as the prophet of God and showed us in the 20th century precisely the same things that were shown us in the gospel. Where we read a few incidents in the gospel, we have seen hundreds in our generation. No less, no less great, no wonderful, but far more numerous. We have seen them in our way. We have walked with God in our day. He came and walked to the shores of Galilee, but he also came to the streets of Phoenix, Portland, Oregon, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and across this nation. I saw it. And when I saw it once, I knew what it meant. This was the weight in flesh. This is Tommy Osborne speaking. He came in Brother Brennan's meetings as a Pentecostal minister. During that time, he was a, a, a superintendent of a denominational district. And he, he absconded from the convention to come to Brother Brennan's meeting. When he was sitting there, he said, Brother Brennan got hold of a, a dumb uh, girl. And Brother Brennan prayed for the girl. And the, boy, the girl spoke. He says, when I was there, I heard 10,000 voices saying, you can do that as well. And why did it happen in the life of Timmy Osborne? It's because through Brother Branham's ministry, God was vindicating that I'm alive. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Things that I did in the past, I can do them today. And today, that is why the main goal was not to know Brother Branham, but it was to know the one that sent him. And the one that sent him, he's still here. He can still heal the diseases. He still can save the sinners. He still can forgive the sins. He still can restore lives. The one that he introduced in our time. We are not following a man. I want to emphasize that. We are not following a man. And when they left Egypt, they were not following a man. They were following God who was leading a man. Hallelujah. Because those that followed Moses along the journey, they had difficulty. They started murmuring in the camp. But Joshua and Caleb, because they knew the one that Moses was following, they carried on. Even when Moses was not there, they continued with the journey. To this morning, who are you following? Are you following a pastor? Are you following a church? Are you following a group? If you are following any of those things, pity on you. But if you are following God, blessed are thou. Are we together? Now, let us come here. Just need to check something here before we continue. Let's continue here. He says, and when, when Brother Brenham, when his ministry reached prominency, People, people even that followed him wanted to turn the message into a cult. They wanted to make Brother Brenham God. You remember that time? They wanted to worship and baptize in his name. But, but 
you've got to trust the man of God. Because he said at the beginning, I'm not here to start an organization. I'm not here to make the people follow me. I'm here to introduce Christ to this generation. Listen to what he says in this message, Revelation chapter 5, paragraph 23. If there's anything that has been in my heart to do was to hear those words of our Lord Jesus Christ at the end of this journey to say, it was well done, my good, faithful servant. And many times I've said I would like to have been standing there when he said, come unto me, but I did desire to hear it say, well done. That I did not hear the voice in the original say, come unto me, back in the times of the writing of the Bible, but I do desire to hear it say again, well done. If anything, I've always wanted to be, and desires of my heart to be, was a true servant of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. I want my testimony to be clean, clear cut that I stood in all my mistakes, I yet loved him with all my heart. I do that this morning with all my heart. But because of that, it forces me to say, I'm leaving the ministry. It's because that there is something that arose amongst the brethren and the people that caused me to do it. That I've been taken from my bracket of a minister or a brother and being called Jesus Christ. That would brand me as an antichrist. I'd rather meet God as a quitter before I would meet him as an antichrist to take away from him. That was a genuine servant of God. I heard of it a few years ago. I thought it was a joke. I met a couple of brethren, which I don't see neither one of them in the meeting this morning. Two or three of them one time in a fishing trip. And they approached me by the subject of saying, Brother Brennan, aren't you the anointed Messiah, the Christ? And I put my arms around the neck of both brethren. All of them I said, Brethren, as much as I've tried to be a true servant of Christ, I would not that you would say such a thing, such a thing. If it would ever be said of me, then I will leave the field with a clear conscience. And you, you who do that will be responsible for every soul that I would have saved during that time and taken me from the field. I thought that ended then it continued, then he closed the office and left the ministry for a while. Why? It's because Brother Brennan, as much as there were these great signs that followed him, he did not want the people to focus their worship on him. He wanted the people to focus their worship on the one that sent him. And if you make Brother Brennan Christ, you are making Brother Brennan an antichrist. And Brother Brenham never approved it during his time here. And he will never approve it even if he was here. Because why? He knew the one that sent him. And the nature of people is that people, when they don't know the God that they worship, they want to objectify everything and worship everything that comes along the way. People like to worship tangible things. Hallelujah. If they don't know the one that they are worshipping. But this morning I want to say, let us go beyond the flesh of Brother Brenham. Let us go beyond the flesh of God's ministers. And let us get in touch with the God that sent them. Are you here this morning? Amen. 
And we'll come as to what are those two fundamentals or purposes that God sent Brother Brenham in the end time. I'm just laying a foundation here. In the message, what house will he build me? You know, Tucson was a... Brother Brenham, when he describes Tucson, you know he moved from Jeffersonville to Tucson. He says the cost of living in Tucson was very high. Tucson was like a jungle. There were no opportunities there. He moved to Tucson, and some of the people followed him to Tucson. And when he got to Tucson, Brother Perry Green quit his job as a, as, a, as a president of a multinational company and went and started a church which is now called Tucson Tabernacle in Tucson. When Brother Bram got to Tucson, the way he's describing Tucson, it made me somewhat uncomfortable because sometimes I see the similarities between Tucson and some of the areas that I've been to. He says in this message, what house will you build me, paragraph 8. I find this one of the great moments of my visit to Tucson. I came here because I was led to come here. I came here because that the Holy Spirit, through a vision, sent me here. I know that might seem strange maybe, but he, as far as I know anything that I know of God, I was sent by a vision to Tucson. I have wondered how I ever was sent to this desert place, but here am I. Spiritually speaking, over the city, I don't know of any place that's any more spiritually dead than the city of Tucson. There is war between churches. That's a first sign that things are going haywire. There is fussies between the congregations. There is no unity. Everyone gripping and holding and squeezing and trying to get this one and proselyting. It is a desert, spiritually speaking. Did you hear the characteristics of a desert? One pulling this way, one pulling that way. But Brother Brenham's ministry was to bring a unity amongst the bride members. He says in one message, I have never sold a discord among brethren. Hallelujah. I have always, and Brother Brenham was a, I don't know whether in modern language you will say, he was a diplomat. When he went to a place and knew what they believed in and what they didn't believe in, he would concentrate on what they believed in. He always wanted to bring the people together. He had sweet spirit around him. And what made him to have the sweet spirit is because he had the spirit of Christ in him. But the danger today is that people are not getting the spirit of Christ, they are getting one another's spirit. And that is the danger that we experience in the end time. And I want to put it to you, don't get my spirit as a pastor, get his spirit. Are we here this morning? Amen. Now I want to come to this one. Or let's read this scripture before we get to this one. Colossians chapter 1, verse 23. If you found it, you can say Amen. 
Colossians chapter 1, verse 23. It says, If ye continue in the faith grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have had, which he was preached to, which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. 24. Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church? Wherefore I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the will of God. Brother Branham says God is worshipped dispensationally. And the servants of God, they come to the church dispensationally. The messages of God come to the church dispensationally. That's why you need to make sure that don't believe Luther's message in Brother Branham's time. Hallelujah. A yesteryear, glory will never help you. You need how God comes and what we call a message believer. Because you must remember, the people that left Egypt were message believers. They had the message of their hour. The people that were with Joshua, they had the message of their hour. The people that were with Christ, they had the message of the hour. In the end time, we've got the message of the hour. What does it mean, the message of the hour? It means knowing how God comes in your time. And how he reveals himself. And grasping the message of that revelation. It makes you the message of the hour. A message believer rather. Are we together? Now he says. In verse 26. Even the mystery which has been hidden. Hid from ages. From generation. But is now made manifest to his saints. To whom God would have. Make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is, hallelujah, the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generation, but is now made manifest to the saints. And Paul declares that mystery, says, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. No wonder Brother Branham says, I preach exactly the way Paul preached. Brother Branham was here to unveil Christ to this generation. Brother Branham was here to make people have a personal contact with Christ. Brother Branham was here to make the people have a relationship with Christ. But the danger today, people have a relationship with the church, not with Christ. And that is why you see the chaos that we see. But I say the people must migrate from having a relationship with the church to having a relationship with Christ. Who is that Christ? The one. You must remember when we say Christ, I often say Christ is not the same name of Jesus. But Christ was the content that was in Jesus. The one that came into Jesus must come into you in the end time. And that's why Brother Branham was here to introduce Christ in the end time. And he preached the message, Christ is the mystery of God revealed. 
In that message, he mentions three fundamental things. He says God had a threefold purpose, mystery. And we want to find out what this threefold purpose is. The first thing was that God wanted to reveal himself to the people. He couldn't do it as a great Jehovah who covered all space, time, and eternity. He could not. He's too great to ever be revealed to people because it would be too mysterious. God was this great being that covered the entire space from eternity to eternity. A human being could not fathom what God was. And this God began to move himself from the invisible form to a visible form. And the main purpose is that he wanted to reveal himself to the people. He wanted the people to understand who he is. Are you still here this morning? A great Jehovah who covered all space, time and eternity. He is too great to ever be revealed to people. It would be too mysterious. How could that great being that never be, did begin, that, up, that went beyond the cycle of hundreds of billions and trillions of years of life and into eternity, how could he reveal himself in that form? And when he was in that form, in him, he wanted to reveal himself to the people. He says, but what he wanted to do, he loved fatherhood. For he was a father. The only way that he could express it was to, to become a son of man. That's the reason Jesus kept saying, the son of man. They didn't know what he was talking about, many of them. He wanted to express himself. That was one of his great threefold purpose. The second thing that he had was to have the preeminency in his body of believers. Brother Branham says, God always wanted to be tangible. As a great Jehovah, he could not be tangible. But he always wanted to be tangible. And I want to say, what God wanted to achieve in eternity, in 2015, he has achieved that God has become tangible. And you may say, how can he become tangible because he's a spirit? He has become tangible because now he's got the preeminence in his children. When you touch them, you touch him. It is about God becoming material, materializing himself from Genesis to Revelation. I hope we are together here. Because the devil would want us to worship some old man in heaven. No, no, no. That's a denominational myth. Hallelujah. He says, and the third thing was to restore the kingdom to its rightful position that fell by sin by the, the first Adam. Back to where he walked in the cool of the day with these people and talked with them and fellowshiped with them. Now sin and death had separated them from his presence. Do you read it? Before the foundation of the world, he had attributes in him. Are we together? Amen. I'm simply saying this message just, made to, just came to make that invisible God to become personal. So that he becomes Christ in you. The hope of glory. Let's go to why God sent Brother Branham. We know that in Revelation chapter 4, it speaks about the one sitting on the throne that had a book. And we know that the one that had a book, 
the lamb came and took the book and opened the seals, broke the seals, and opened the book thereof, which was the book of redemption. And we know that in Revelation 10, it says, John had the seven thunders when they uttered their voices, but he was about to write and he was forbidden to write. Brother Brenham, in, and, and there's been seven thunders movement. You know, the message is prone to have isms. Message is prone to have movements. If you don't know why you are in the message, I can tell you one of the doctrine will sweep you off. Hallelujah. Because I can tell the message was not meant to bring a movement, to bring a new ism. Hallelujah. But the message was said to reintroduce Christ to the people. Because I've seen people joining movements without really knowing Christ. And a movement will start from here and will end up somewhere. But Christ is eternal. When you know him, you know him eternally. Now he says in this message, because some say seven thunders is the seven virtues. Yeah, everybody came up with their own interpretations, but let's hear what the messenger says. In the Laudation uh, Church Age, Seven Church Age book, 3241, 324, he says, It was in the end time period that the seven thunders of Jesus came forth Revelation chapter 10 and verse, Revelation 10, 3 to 4. And cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth, and when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. When the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. This is John. I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. What was in those thunders? No one knows. But we need to know. It will take a prophet to get the revelation because God has no other way of bringing it out of his scriptural revelation except by a prophet. The word always came by a prophet and always will. And I want to put it this way. No one can get a higher revelation than the prophet of their age. I want to put it on record. You can read back to back, bring this quotation and that quotation, but no one can fly higher than the prophet. Because the word of God, and that is God's protocol, it comes to the prophet, and when it comes from the prophet, then the prophet reveals it to the people. And no one can bypass a brother Brenham. Because why? He was the messenger for our time. Are you not happy that we had a messenger in the end time? Hallelujah. And that is why if the prophet says the thunders are going to be revealed by the prophet, they're not going to be revealed by another brother from Philippines. They've got to be revealed by the prophet that God sent. And as long as brother, if brother Brenham has been taken off the seat, I'm persuaded to believe every mystery that the bride must know has been revealed. If that was not the case, brother Brenham would still be preaching today. The reason he was taken off the scene is because God's purpose in his life was fulfilled. Are we together? And when the prophet is gone, we are not waiting. Brother Bram says, when I'm gone, people will come and say, when he said this, he meant that. Don't you listen to that. Listen to the tapes. Because what? The rupturing message lies in these tapes. Whatever the bride needs, it's already in the messages. Get stuck in those spoken words. Get stuck in those tapes. The rupturing mess, faith lies in those messages. Yes. And 
let me tell you something. As long as the rapture has not taken place, the message shall never lose its power. The message will still deliver the result even in 2015. But the reason the message does not deliver the result, the fault is not with the message. The fault is that the people do not yield themselves to the message. And I am persuaded that a lot of times, even message believers do not understand why God sent Brother Brennan. This church believes that he was sent to make us better than church B. That's wrong. This pastor believes it was sent to make me better than this pastor. That's wrong. This believer thought it will give me a better revelation than this. That's wrong. This one, he took the message and ran with legalism that he has extracted from the message. He sees the message as a bunch of rules. That's wrong. Another one is too liberal. He said, oh, thank God. We received the prophet. We are no longer part of the creeds and dogmas. We can live in any way. Too liberal. That's wrong. Brother Bram says it's neither legalism nor liberalism is the middle of the road. Are we here this morning? That's why today, and here's my question, believers. When you read the message, do you find bullets or do you find blessings? I'm asking you, message. Do you find bullets or do you find blessings? But I see a lot of message believers going into Brother Bram's books. They come out with bullets. They shoot bullets daily. But when was the last time you went to the message and found a blessing? And you wish somebody could be exposed to the blessing that you are experiencing. The message is not a bullet. The message is a blessing. I hope we are together. Here, people are really slaughtering each other with good every morning. If you find it and it suits that group, he gets excited, shoot them. And if they find something, they shoot him and say, do you really understand why we message believers? And that's why I'm going to say it for what it is. Brother Brenham say the reason Tixon was, was a desert is because churches were fasting. Churches were fighting. And some people would want to turn the message into a desert. Are you here this morning? Until I've seen people who quote quotations without the life of quotations. Did you hear me? I've seen pastors preaching with quotations, without the life of quotations. They've been there. How do I know? Brother Brandon said, the fundamental thing is love one another. And because now we are in the end time, the love of many is getting cold. People have become intolerant. People's patience, the patient balance is on insufficient today. They are not imp- they are patient with one another. He can't be patient with his brother who's wrong or with his sister who's wrong. People have become, people have made the message and it, 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 they have turned themselves into self-righteous being. Yes, sisters, you can say amen. If somebody walks through that door and is not dressed properly, doesn't know the message, the first thing you know, how can she dress like that? You were dressed like that before you knew the message. 
There was a time when you were in the streets with your mini skirt and you thought it was normal until revelation struck you and you realized that it was abnormal. Why don't you pray and say, God, the same revelation that came my way, let it go to my sister. Are we together, message believers? And we condemn without engaging. Somebody came to you and sister, are you available for coffee? I would like to visit you or would you visit me? And if you invited them or they invited you, you went, had coffee and said, sister, do you know God's and the prophet? This is what the prophet taught. These are the scriptures. And the people say, somebody said, ooh. Or you said, this is wonderful. And you left to the other things and followed Christ. Why don't you do with others? People are taking corners. They're just pointing fingers. Why is she like that? Why is that? Have you realized message believers don't give birth anymore? Yes, I said it. And when you don't give birth, you don't have a motherly spirit. If you have never given birth, I will never have a motherless. But the mother, have you ever seen a mother? Even when they say that boy is a drunkard, that boy did this and that. And even the police come there and say, we have come to fetch him. And the mother knows he has been troubled. But there will always be that motherly thing. It's my son, he's wrong. But can't we do something? I can't give up on my son. That's a motherly spirit. Even when you can hold a meeting as a family and say, from today, we disown that boy, we give him a protection order, he must never come to this house, and you will seal up the meeting, you go. The mother the next day goes where the son is and says, my son, I'm here. It's not weakness, it's motherly love. When you give birth, you develop a motherly spirit. The same with message believer. If you give birth, you want to come to people and say, is it fine, my brother? Yes. Me, old priest. This message believers are no longer honest with each other. We want to project a certain veil. Because I know, should you know, I'm in trouble. Hallelujah. But not in the olden days. We shared weaknesses. I'm struggling with this. Shall you pray for me, brothers? But not to these brothers. The moment you say they are hiding it, hallelujah. And the moment you shared with them, they form a corner and they say, don't look at him like that. No. Do you see he said amen, but we know. And you must remember, I've realized if a person can be wounded in a tavern, they beat him, tomorrow he's back at that tavern. But being wounded in church, ah, you'll never come back. Are we together? But Brother Branham, they asked Billy Paul, what is the greatest miracle that you have seen ever seen you are daily performing? He says, my daddy always responded to every situation with the spirit of Christ. Wouldn't it be a desire of every message believer to be like that? 
That whatever situations that are coming to, let me have that spirit of Christ. Let me embody that spirit of Christ. Are you still here? So Brother Brenham says, whoever will reveal those seven thunders, two things, it will be a prophet. Anyone receiving the hidden mystery of the seven thunders would have to be a prophet. The prophet messenger of Malachi 4 and Revelation 10 would reveal the seven thunders. The seven thunders were revealed in the seven seals. Before I get there, I'll come to this. And I, 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 the reason I say, today people know other things other than Christ. You know that you can be healed by God without knowing God. Are we together? You can come, we pray for you and you get healed. It doesn't mean that you know God. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, we pastors, we see it a lot of times. You get a call in the evening. So and so is sick. You rush there. You pray for the person. The next time you meet them at the mall, they're even ducking. But they are healed. We prayed for them. But it didn't mean it result in them knowing Christ. Hallelujah. And, and, and the brother Branham was not sent for miracles. The miracles was to attract our attention so that he can introduce the one that sent him. You can be healed in the body without knowing Christ. And that's why today, when we testify to a, a person, who are we really introducing in our, in our talk? Hallelujah. I had a woman that came to me and she, she was telling me this and that, this and that. And mentioning that this is underworld doing this and that. I said, Sister, listen, maybe in a nutshell, I've got something for you. If you know Christ and if you can receive Him, you've got no reason to have fear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say, I, I'm not here to analyze how this started and how this will end up, but I'm here to tell you that there is the Lord Jesus Christ. If you accept him, your problem are resolved. Yes. Hallelujah. Don't stress about what is going on. Get to a spot where you know him. Yes. Hallelujah. Because now, today, I don't know. And I looked, and, and, and these people, they come. Uh, should I say it? Yes. Some sisters have got a, a preaching spirit. And they want to preach through a pastor. Yes, I've seen it. One just came the other day and said, I think the sisters at the church, there's something wrong with them. I'm like, goodness, but we just baptized you a year ago. Some have been here for 30 years. Why do you think they've got a problem? No, they're doing this, they're doing... And when people don't know the message, they jump into legalism. Hallelujah. Why is this so-and-so has done the hair like that? I say, it's not your business. You are a sheep. You can't shepherd another sheep. I'm a shepherd. I know what is happening. I don't know whether we're together. Amen. But if you know Christ, that settles it. Amen. Now let's come to this one. Now it says, 
in question and answers 1161 they asked brother Branham a question have the seven thunders which equals the seven mysteries already been revealed were they revealed in the seven seals or are yet but are yet not known to us as the thunders yet that's the question to brother Branham listen to a man that knows why he was sent he says no they were revealed in the seven seals that's what the thunders was about the seven thunders that had uttered their voices and no one could make it out john knew what it was but he was forbidden to write he said but the seventh angel in the days of his sounding the seven mysteries of the seven thunders should be revealed and the seventh angel is a messenger of the seven church age. Hallelujah. In this message, is this the sign of the end time? Say paragraph 34. He says, No, watch. There's a lot of truth lost out there. Where others compromise on truth, but this seventh angel doesn't compromise on anything. He gathers up all the loose ends, gathers, gathers them up, and at his sounding, all the mystery of God should be finished. All the hidden mysteries were finished. It was revealed to him. By what? If these are hidden mysteries, the man will have to be a prophet. And didn't we just get through and see that the prophet that will come in the last age will be that great Elijah that we are, we've been looking for? Because these mysteries that are hidden through the theologians will have to be revealed to God, and the word comes only to the prophet. And in the message, the unveiling of God, he says, all the mysteries were revealed in that Elijah. Hallelujah. And if all the mysteries were revealed in that Elijah, I don't expect a new mystery to be revealed, brethren. Whatever Brother Brenham came for, everything has been revealed. And actually, in the message... Uh, Show us the father. He says the rapture is already in the bride. Whatever he came for, he did it. It's up to us that we've got to have a personal relationship with Christ. Hallelujah. God bless you as we stand now. I think they have announced next week Pyramid Tabernacle in Pretoria. They have invited us there. Hallelujah. Just make sure that you come and join with us that site. I think we'll have a blessed time with Pastor Newton. Where's the Pyramid Tabernacle? Is it in Mountain View? All right. If you are going there, see Brother Masuma. He's got a direction. Get his number. Phone him. He will direct you to the venue on Saturday, 3 o'clock. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor Newton made an appeal and said it, he, he would wish that all that sung here could be there. Hallelujah. Amen. So you are, you are invited. If you know that you are on the program here, just know that you are on the program there. Hallelujah. Will you be there? Amen. Will you be there? Amen. All right. Amen. Let's go there and enjoy.
Hallelujah. I'm preaching there, but we'll have a wonderful music service as well in between that. So let us just go there and spend time in fellowship with other believers. That's what Brother Branham came here for, for fellowship. God bless you. Let's sing a worshiping song. When I remember what the Lord has
Amen. Just regarding next week where we are going to Brother Newton, if you know that you are going to sing there, just give the, your name to Brother Marcus so that we send them in advance. They expect you there. Amen. Just give your name to him and then he will write it down and then we'll send it there. Just give us another worshiping song. Brother Matangu will come and wrap up in prayer for us. Thank you, Father.
Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Sbongile Footing goes on a beacon and Jack Pell about to Kulume Baba. Kobanko Siami is Vilakumal Puma, Lina Mantla, Bukon and Gosiam Elwens are cool, impulence to Yinga Kobaba, Impefumule Tangele, Yasuguma, Gosiami, Umzimba, Obutagataga, Uyakina, Gaze Vilako Pell and Jababel Pumile. Siyazi ngusia mkutu mtuwana wakumaga emelanga pambili Aksiena Kutu anguwena ngusia migiena Usebenzisei umlumu wake ngusia mi Kakoge izu ilako lisipile ugupila Inga ako baba sibona na mtanje ngusia mi Sipila ngulunguluna mandla singe zanga ngapambili Sabambwa Satandazelo ngusia mi sibekwa izanda Ngoba ukuluma wako nje kukotu ngusia migiapiliza Oba izwi la kongosiami el kilisayo, kushilo kongosiamu, wati linga mandla, lingu kupila. Siyabu kankulunguluna mandla, futi kongosiami likukula impilo zetu, lisenza kongosiamu njelebe sikabanga ngayo, sishinje kongulunguluna mandla, sikabanga ngale njela ufuna ngayo kongosiami. Lia siyala kongulunguluna mandla, lia saka, lia spilisa, futi lisiniga mandla, lisenza kongulunguluna mandla, no masses to gain a spumelan gosiam go to Ziswe, Sinamanta Amasha, Inga Concosiami, Batin Gosiama Baculum Abasabella, Batin Gosiama Bago Temba, Owen and Gosiami, Abapeli Manta, Basalanjado, Batola Amanta Amasha, Bakupu and Kulunguluami, Bayapambi in Jalonjalo, Banga Boning Gosiami in a Simu with Sinjan, Lapon Gosiam, Sisi, Bogotan Gosiam Gubelula, Evantuan in Baco, Inga Kuasiana, which is Nagieki, Lugushangan and Gosiam. Jalo singabantuana bako Oba ilapo nkosiami sipuza kona Ilapo nkosiami silta kona Ilapo nkosiami sibuyiselo wako nendileni Siyabongu kulumilu mtuana wako nkosiami Watislane njalo singasugi Emazwini nkosiama kulunywa Ingegi yako baba wa istumela giona Wayenza baba Oyenu mholu wetu nga pambili Uguti nkosiami ngoba wautule la giena Uguze na letektina nkosiami Siyabonga nkulunguluna mantla onke siyagwazi loko Futi sisi nigele kwenzi nloko Futi sisi kubonile kusisiza kusipilisa Na namstanje kusenza kajalo baba Mupa mantla nkosia msiazi Umekulumele nkosia makona mantla Apumile giena Wena enezela njalo nkulunkulu wame mpilwe niyake Kunzulele baba kukangapambi luguna lukunkulu na mantla Ibanda laka bantu anabako simile sigile Kosia mienza lukunkosia mesigile Kube ngupile mpilwe nietu yonke baba Sisi nigele futi kwe na nkulunkulu na mantla Ugutu Mhol, Kulunguetu, Jalon Jalem Pilon Zetu, Kulungulung Napag, 
kade kulungulunga kukugi nguizolo nguena msanche nguena nekosiamu na pagate ngungulungulosa lusola njalo au kukugo wawenza nga pambina na msanche usenza kusawenza mkulungulona manta uma wasindi sabantu wabapili sapambilini na na msanche kisese njalo kusese nguyelo ngulungulu yenzake na sebantu wanitbako na msanche yenza gitina sonke baba na msanche ogu intanto ya kukfeze gitina baba ikamele kusietu chesu kristu amen amen god bless you
men agree with the song. Hallelujah. Just give us the last one. Uh, it says we lift up. We lift him high. Not that one. Till we meet, see you on Wednesday, 6 o'clock. God bless you richly. Have a blessed week. Amen. We stand and lift up our hands. Joy of
Brother Masitu sent me a message yesterday and said they are having a second service at Mamilodi Tabernacle. You are most welcome to support them if you are available. Amen. I thought we should just pass it that there is a second service today. God bless you. Just give us. I don't know. I thought it was the last one till they reminded me. Just give us another one and then till we meet on Wednesday. Just turn around and say to the person, thanks to you, it was good to sit next to you. Thank you. 